Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of James Talks. Really great to be with you again today. Um, and I've got a returning guest today, Anita Wing Lee is back. Um, if you know who Anita Wing Lee, she was on a few weeks ago, or whenever this or whenever this goes out, I don't know when this will go out. But um, she was on a while back talking about um, her project called... Um, what was it called? The Soul of Humanity. The Soul of Humanity. This book, which was created to raise money for um, awareness um, of the refugee crisis. And there's that. There's an amazing story behind that. And we talked about that uh, in that episode of the podcast. And please do go and check that out because it is really, really encouraging and inspiring. So um, welcome back, Anita. It's really great to have you here. Yay, glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, we're actually recording this after we just after we recorded that one. So it's kind of, for us, it's like... A continuation of a conversation, but uh, for you, it's kind of going to be a few weeks between these, um, which is kind of funny for us. Um, so yeah, today we're going to talk a bit about because um, we were talking and we thought, how about we talk about the power of imagination and creativity? Because we're both really convicted about um, the power of creativity and imagination to change the world, and um, and that's what Anita's been doing. She's actually been doing it, and so. Um, we're going to talk about that today, and Anita's going to share some experiences and stories and stuff and wisdom with us as well. So, uh, yeah, let's get on the way and uh, see where this goes. Um, so, Anita, um, what's kind of been your experience of creativity, imagination, and kind of how it makes change? Yeah, this is a, such a juicy topic because, um, as I mentioned to you before, so one of the things that I have a really good story for this by the way that is better than me just talking about it I will tell you the story and then you'll understand why I'm so passionate about like creativity imagination and meditation so I actually got started um if you're new to me I'm a I'm my big thing is I'm a broadcaster and a live streamer on the Periscope app um as of now I've got a community of almost 15,000 built over the last couple months um, and a really tight-knit community that, like, really supports me and has funded, actually, a lot of our projects, including our Kickstarter book. So the way I got started on Periscope was actually by leading guided meditations. Um, and I used to do them at 7 a.m. Eastern every morning, Monday to Friday, and people would consistently show up. But the thing is, um, nobody... Very rarely will someone show up to all of the guided meditations. Mm. Really, it's only I am the person that does all of them, if that makes sense, right? It's like you do it for someone else, and like some people will come to 10, some people come to 5, but I'm the one that will do all 15, for example, because I have to do that. I have to lead them. I have to broadcast them. So it, it definitely did its work on me as well, and just as a concrete example. And for anyone who's new to meditation, like the way I like to explain it is it's like creating a space between you and your thoughts, so recognizing, you know, for, so for the artists in the house, like a lot of us have maybe wanted to make a living off of our art, and but what is it that holds us back? We have those thoughts of, we well, can't make any money. This isn't practical. How am I going to do this? Right? And then we end up believing those thoughts and we don't go for our dreams. But meditation is like this process of widening the gap between who you are as a creative soul in the world and all of the crazy thoughts, the ones that tell you should go for it, the ones that tell you shouldn't go for it. And what it does is it allows you to eventually know which thoughts to recognize. If you think of all your thoughts like leaves on a river floating by, what most people do is like they grab onto every leaf and they freak out. They get upset. They get angry. Yeah. Um, 
they they like get overwhelmed like all this you know because they grab onto every thought thinking they've got to believe everything that that other people tell them but meditation shows trains your mind to just just let the keep the leaves keep floating just let the leaves keep floating you know i don't have to listen to that fear i've got that fearful thought too but i'm just gonna let that go but then what happens as your mind gets clearer and clearer it's like once in a while like a bomb will a good bomb like an inspiration bomb will be dropped on you and you'll 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 have like the clarity of mind to be like yes this is it i feel like i have to go for it i'm gonna do it right and then you've trained your mind enough to 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 listen to those thoughts that are like no this isn't practical but you're like no 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 i can feel it in my heart and gut um because all the creatives again like we know it's it's really a gut thing Mm. that i've got to do it and then you go for it so that's meditation so back to the periscope thing, I was doing these guided meditations and they were obviously working on me because, um, I did, I did three weeks, I think of every morning guided meditations. It wasn't like this is, I've been meditating for maybe like two or three years off and on prior to this. And so what ended up happening though, was I did a late night broadcast, which I usually don't do, but, um, it was like the tail end of my broadcast. So there were only a few people in it. It was like 11 people and they were, they were, they called themselves my, um, my 12 disciples. Cause there was like one person who called it. <laughs> oh yeah. That was fun. Oh, well. um, and then I was like jamming with my community, uh, my family, as I call them on Periscope, like about what, what should I broadcast next? You know, I had tra- I'd done travel, I did meditation, what should I do? And then, so we started, I was like, I feel like it should be, be a meditation idea. So we started jamming, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to put, what if it, wouldn't it be cool to put a couple of other meditation broadcasters um, and put them all in one day so that people could try different styles? Um, and so I was just like jamming on this idea of like one day with lots of meditations, and then someone typed into the chat three words, global meditation scope and scope is shorthand for periscope um so global meditation scope and i remember this moment so clearly i literally just like pointed to it that comment in in my chat and i was like that's it like that's the one and then it was like i got the download i knew exactly what it was going to be i was like we'll have like 20 broadcasters on one day doing guided meditations um so it was like it was just like in the moment um, and then I was like, guys, should I buy the domain? Like global meditation scope. I love it. And then people are like, yeah, 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 buy the domain. And so this is like midnight. So I'm like, okay, I buy the domain on this live stream. I'm like, guys, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and just, and then we'll, cool. I love this idea. Let's do it. Oh, and I picked a day too. We picked a day. It was like nine days from that day. Well, August 8th, 2015 was the day. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Um, and then I was like, okay, I closed my broadcast that I was going to go to sleep. I ended up staying late for another, staying up for another three hours until 3 a.m. Like I built out the first version of globalmeditationscope.com and I explained the vision. It was like, let's have, let's light up Periscope. Let's help connect people back to them, their hearts. Um, and, and, you know, and let's bring together a lot of other inspirational broadcasters. And, and so I turned my periscope back on at 3 a.m and this periscope is actually like a replay of it is available on on my catch feed um if anyone wants to we have to dig through to find it but this is like real this is not this is a real thing there's proof um so i turned my broadcast back on at 3 a.m and i was like guys let's do this like i made the site like let's make it real um and and then from there 
I thought it would be cool to have 20 broadcasters leading meditations on one day. In the nine-day period, um, we ended up having over 120 broadcasters. Like, I put this whole thing together in nine days. I had over 120 broadcasters come and lead meditations as a part of our event. Um, that, you know, I didn't know what it would be, but it ended up being so powerful and healing for so many people because it, it helped them to find some semblance of inner peace you know, that maybe yeah. a lot of people don't have. Um, and then that actually led to me getting to speak at Periscope Summit, which is um, the biggest live streaming event in the world, um, twice in New York and then in San Francisco most recently. And so how does this relate to, like, imagining creativity, though? It's like that thing was an idea that was, like, it was literally just a comment. But I, I it was like when you know, when you do the work to kind of, like, clear your own mind but also like have a, have a, I don't know, I would almost call it like a dialogue within yourself, with your creativity, with your muses, with your inspirations. Because most people, like non-creative people, it's not like they don't get creative ideas. They just shut them down instantly, hmm. right? Whereas creative people simmer on them and they're like, hmm, wouldn't this be awesome? And the thing is, like, that's what I did. And now Global Meditation Scope ended up becoming, so it's, it's like, Periscope is platforms first. I get to always say first now and largest creative meditation movement. It has brought me countless friends. Like in a sense, James, you and I have met because of a Periscope friend. Like it's got brought me so many friends, um, so many like speaking opportunities. It's completely changed the way I run my business and my life. Um, it's just brought me this massive audience that really understands me as a person and like so many collaborators and, you know, now my creativity is, like, on, on steroids. But all of that started because I took the time and I, you know, and I, it was like taking care of yourself, clearing your mind, and then I got this little spark of an idea. And then instead of just letting it fly by, I ran with it and ran with it and ran with it. Um, and now it's, it's this, like, it's going to grow. It's a global meditation scope. Is, it still has so much potential to grow, and I want to turn it into live events and festivals, and it just continues to reach more people. Ah, so awesome! That is, that is an incredible story, and I, actually, it reminded me of um, Big Magic um, by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is just the best book on creativity I've ever read. Um, we must engage our curiosity. Must actually listen to our curiosity. It's really, really, really important that we do because that's like what? What, what would it be like to do that? What if? What if someone did that? What if I did that? What would it be like to do that? You know, what if we did that? And yeah, and I think we yeah, we that, need more of that. We need more. That's of that. one of the most powerful questions. I actually try to ask this whenever I'm jamming with like good friends or people who want to help me. I say like, wouldn't it be cool if you know, or wouldn't it be great if like answering that question instead of like, oh, this is too difficult. What could we possibly do? Like the real question is like, what is the most exciting thing like to be honest as the time of this recording it's like um it's march but you know and then people will watch it whenever but i don't actually know yet what i'm doing in may or june july um for anyone who is like newer to me and my story i actually packed up my life into one luggage and one backpack and one handbag but i've since downsized so i no longer have a handbag i'm down to two and still downsizing um but i packed up my life on december 29th of 2015 and i'm spending all of this year and very likely i hope my whole life um 
traveling. Like I couch surf. I I just I just stay with the host hosts that I met mostly from my Periscope community. Um, and then I, I serve online and in person. So I like, I do a lot of talks around the world. I do meditation. I try to do as much of my stuff donation based as possible. Um, and then, and then I also, and then I served in the refugee crisis and I will probably go back and do more humanitarian work, like in the nitty gritty humanitarian work again. Um, but this is, this is like my life right now. And, um, like most people would say, like, that's not possible. You can't do it. But I've been on this journey of really like letting go of that fear and going back to that, that question of like, wouldn't it be cool if like, that's why I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) in two or three months from now, because the main, so as we mentioned in our earlier episode, if you guys are new to me, check out projectsoulfam.com. It's the name of this year, like my project this year to serve and connect. Our Project Soul Fam is all about connecting our global soul family. Like when you look into someone's eyes, do you know how to see beyond their disguise, their race, religion, their age, and just see the humanity in people? Because yeah. when you see the humanity, you you can help them, right? we breaking down those borders. And so um, the big question for Project Soul Fam for my whole year is what if we didn't worry about money and careers and we woke up every day asking, how can I serve? That's how I started. That's, that's how I started on Periscope eight months ago. That's how I started. That's how I made the decision to go to Greece, Lesbos, Greece, and help in the refugee crisis. That's how actually Global Meditation Scope started, which is now Periscope's like largest creative meditation movement. It was a question, how could I serve? What could I create that would help and inspire other people? And as creatives, when you ask this question, it's so powerful because it's not just about, I mean, it's great to create art for fun, but when you channel your creativity into something that can help other people, Like, oh my goodness, all I can tell you is, like, the universe opens its floodgates for you. And if you watched our earlier episode with James, where I talked about how we have a Kickstarter, and last night, like, literally overnight, one person donated $1,500 over half of our Kickstarter target. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean by when you channel your creativity into, into, into the question, like, how can I use my creativity to help people? Like, I love to make art, or I love to talk (laughs) or you know I love to write how could I use this to help other people like so many opportunities are going to open up for you yeah and that's what I've seen in my own life yeah well I listen it's a podcast so people don't watch it they listen to it (laughs) um but yeah do listen to that one it really is totally inspiring um um wow Uh, we could go so many places with this it's like I mean I know that for me I, I I I am totally on board with all of this it's you know, but there's so much fear, isn't there? Like, fear is so um, tempting. It's so like easy to give in to fear and say, "Oh no, I can't. I couldn't do that. I can't afford that." Um, what about how am I going to afford to pay for my food and accommodation and stuff? And what am I going to be doing? And how you know what am I going to do if it all falls apart or whatever? And you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how things are going to turn out. You know, nothing is nothing is one hundred percent certain. You know, I was talking to this about to somebody else about this that, you know, everyone craves certainty because they 
because they want security. But actually, we're not meant to... The way we grow, the way we thrive, is when we question, when we explore, when we um, allow for mystery, when there's uncertainty. And with creativity, there's always uncertainty because you're making something new that hasn't been made before. Um, even if it's taking from things, well, most things, most creative stuff does take from stuff that's been before. But even if you're making, you know, even if it's, um, even if it's something like really similar to something that's gone before, there's still, there's always risk. There's always risk with creativity. And yeah, I mean, the chest of the challenge for me is the financial stuff, you know, because I, I have a mortgage, you know, I have a flat and, you know, um, I have commitments here, like relationships and stuff here, which are important to me. And, um, you know, but at the same time, I know that I have to follow my curiosity. I have to use the gifts that I've got to make a difference in the world. We all do. Um, we can all be creative no matter what we're good at. Like if you're, if you're, if you're like a doctor or a scientist, you can be creative. You can, in fact, actually it's like scientific breakthroughs and medical breakthroughs that make, make change the world and they all need imagination. They all need creativity, you know? Um, so we need creative people in every area of life. Um, and sometimes these things will come together, like with the book, you know, the soul of humanity book. That is kind of a, culmination of like politics and um, social justice and creativity and everything all coming together uh, to make change and um, yeah so um, how, I mean, how do you deal with kind of the challenges of like the fear and you know because you must still feel that fear yeah that's a really good question and I feel like here's the thing about like moving beyond that fear because you know even for you and probably for a lot of other people listening like they do have the house they do have a car and so saying that you know I can talk I can definitely talk all about the freedom that comes from minimalist living and how that can also unlock your creativity but let's say you've got it and even if you were to sell your house even if you were to you know get rid of your car and like couch surf the world it would still take a couple months to make that happen, right? It doesn't happen overnight. So here's the thing, though. I feel like if you're about moving beyond fear, I feel like you've got to really want it. You've got to really actually want it. And we can talk all day about different ways to get over, get out of fear, but you'll find that the people who actually take those leaps, you know, to, to start a new business, you know, they actually launched the Kickstarter campaign, like, you know, even though they have no idea if it's going to work or it's going to be funded or, you know, or they show up to the event, you know, or they, or they pay the money to go to, let's say a conference then that they just feel like they need to go to, even if it, even if it doesn't make the most logical sense, I feel like you've got to want it. That's what I've seen in people who go for those things. Like at a certain point, you get fed up with it. And you can wait until you are so fed up. Like, we all know those stories of people who, um, you know, they, they, like, the years roll by and roll by and roll by, and they get chronic illness, and they're still rolling by. And it's almost like they hit a tipping point. Like, they hit a cracking point where they finally just, like, decide to do something different. You know, like, there's a car crash or something happens. Um, like, I'm a... I'm a big believer that life is always talking to you because like we're, as you mentioned, like we all have unique gifts and talents for the world to, to give. And the, the irony about that term gifts that we use is like a gift is not a gift until you give it. 
if you have, like, I've got a cup of water here. I could, like, gift that to someone who's thirsty. But if I keep it for myself, well, guess what? It's not a gift anymore. So it's the same thing about your ability to write, your ability to talk, create art. Um, you know, it's, it's anything can be a gift. But it's like you've got to help someone with it. You've got to reach out and help someone with it. Um, if, unless that's the only way that you're going to be able to give and, like, really have a life where your soul and your heart is full and you're genuinely happy. But the thing is, like, life is always talking to you. And so I feel like, you know, people, you know, so not everyone may agree with this, but this is just my perspective and also my experience. Like, when something happens in your life, and it might be tragic, you know, I'll give an example from my own life of, like, I about a year and a half ago, I was suffering a ton from, like, anxiety and panic attacks, and I couldn't understand why, because I thought I was pursuing my dream. But after... Uh, you know, taking the time to meditate and just like really understand like, why is this happening to me? I knew why it was happening. It was like, it was like my soul was telling me eh, like putting the brakes on my project I was working on and be like, no, you're meant to do something different. So I'm like, this is what I mean by life is always talking to you. And so you can wait until the point where you are like on antidepressants. You can wait until the point where like, you know, your house gets burned out, you, you file for bankruptcy or, you know, or 20 years rolls by and you're still in a relationship that doesn't serve you. Um, you can wait, you can like push that, right? You, pe- people do push that. That's why we see people who are like bosses, the managers in their job, but they're like dead and they're like, you know, they've completely, they're in like affairs and they're like screwing up their life behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, like we can wait until we get to that point or you can make it happen now. And this is one of these things that like, I can't make someone take a leap of faith. All I can do is show you what happens when you take that leap of faith. And so actually something I've been saying recently to a lot of people, and I guess it's meant for everyone on this broadcast as well, is the reason we don't take those leaps of faith is because of fear, right? Every one of us knows what that leap of faith is. Maybe it's quitting your job and starting that festival. Maybe it's like submitting your artwork to that contest. And we think that like, we can, we can't do it. It's not for us. Um, you know, it's going to be a waste of our time. Like we all have that leap of faith that it is different for each person, but we've all got it. And the reason that people don't take it is because they think, um, you know, they might think that they're going to fail or they think that it's going to be awful. Or it's everything that you mentioned, James, it's like, I've got a mortgage to pay. How am I going to pay for this? It's not going to work out. I don't know. But I can tell you from experience that when you take that leap of faith, you're not going to fall flat on your face. Like, you're not going to be humiliated. You're not going to lose everything. There might be times where it seems like you're losing everything and it seems like you're falling flat on your face. But I can, like, promise you, and again, this is, like, from my life experience, when you take that leap of faith, on the other side of that leap is a life that is more magnificent than you could have ever imagined. On the other side of that leap of faith is a miracle. It's not like a concrete wall that you walk into and like everyone mm-hmm. laughs at you. You know, that might happen. That might seem like it's happened, but it's, it's actually part of the process of like, you know, I could say in a sense, like I've quote unquote lost maybe a lot of my old university and high school friends, but I don't see that as a loss because in return I've gained like this, this like, massive global community of people who understand me and who get me and who are on the same path. So it's like, so that's the thing about Mm, fear. Like all I can tell you is like, you've got to take, 
you can wait, you can push it, you can wait till, you know, like life is really, really bad to, to begin to wake up. Or you can just reach for the light now, like reach for that better life now. Because if you're listening to this, you probably have an inkling that you're meant for something more. And I can't, you know, unfortunately, I can't force you to quit your job, right? Because we know your own fear will hold you back. But what I can do is show you what happens when you quit your job and you go for something bigger. And there are tons of other people who, who probably, you know, who are inspirational. And like when you read those stories of people who are doing the things that you think were impossible, that's when you begin to, something will begin to click. And so I invite people to just like take those little dips. Maybe you don't quit your job tomorrow, but like go to an event that's run by someone who has quit their job and see what they have to say. You know, read the books that inspire you from people who have quit their jobs and gone for it and see what they have to say. And bit by bit, you'll realize that, like, the fear that we have, which we all know fear is false evidence appearing real, we, like, that fear, that evidence will prove itself null yeah. and void. Yeah, I mean, I would say from from my experience that, you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you, you, you risk and it, and it does go kind of pear-shaped and it all falls apart and... But what I always say is that if you begin with that, you, like you're enough, you belong, you're lovable, you you matter just as you are, not for what you do, or even for what you create. You just you just matter anyway, and your security's there. Then even if you fail, it might hurt a little bit, but you'll get back up again, and you'll you'll move on, and you'll learn from whatever happened. You know, and actually you'll look back, and it'll actually be. I'm glad that happened. And you'll end up creating better work as a result. You know, the work that you create will come out of will come out of that. So it's all kind of a learning experience, isn't it? It's all kind of so we have to and that's but the only way we get the only way we get to that is if we risk. Yeah. Is if we take that leap, you know, is if we uh, and that's a scary thing to do, you know. And sometimes it does mean quitting your job, you know. Um and just yeah, just taking but you've got, I mean, you've still got to do the work. You've still got to put the effort in, you know, to make it happen. You can't just say, I'm going to quit my job and then just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of like expect it all to happen. You know, you've got to, you've got to do the work. Um, and you do, you work really hard. Uh, I know you do. Um, and yeah, you have. But if you do that, you will grow no matter what happens. Yeah. And I think that growth piece is really important because it wasn't like I decided to pack up my life overnight and, and, and to make this journey. Um, I'll mention this from a material standpoint. This is one of the things that has helped me is being like, okay, um, worst case scenario, I'm just going to do this year, this project soul fam, this one year of waking up every day, asking how can I serve as an experiment, just as an experiment okay yeah. like worst case scenario at the end of the year i'll end up in a cardboard box at the side of the street because i gave everything and i gave everything away 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 and every and then and nobody wanted to help me you know and it all failed and then i'll figure it out i'll figure it out again we'll start again from scratch right or the second thing that could potentially happen is something like that's so magical and so magnificent that I can't even predict it, which is definitely the route that I'm on, like path number two. And so I actually created, like as a really concrete example of what you can do to help you get over your fear, is like I created a mental construct for me, which was like, I'm just going to do this for a year and see what happens. 
you know, and again, it's the whole, like, are you really living? Like, are you really attempting to pursue your dreams? Because it's, you can look back on your own life and it's like the year that you're living this year, the same as last year, more or less the same as the year before, more or less is the same as the year before. Like, um, the more that I'm on this path, the more that I feel like, like, like I see that we are all capable of so much and it's almost like we just got to get out of our own heads and then begin to follow our inspiration, like get out of that craziness in your mind that's constantly telling you, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you gotta do this, right? It's literally like a voice, a programming that is in your head. Um, and a lot of it has come from, let's face it, mainstream media and movies. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. movies telling you, like, how many times has movie has a movie told you that you should be jealous when, you know, your, your boyfriend is going to hang out with another girl, right? Like, that's a really simple example of how programmed we are by movies, right? And it's like, well, what if he's not cheating on you? Like, you know, and it's, um, so it's getting out of that programming and like understand, figuring out a way of being in the world that fits for you. Because maybe some people are meant, are meant to be the stay at home moms and dads. And like, that actually is part of their life calling to raise children and all that stuff. But if it doesn't feel like it's for you, it's your responsibility in life to find out what lights you up. And then do it because otherwise, like you are wasting your life and, and you, you can feel it inside when you're wasting your life. Mm. And I feel like each of us as individuals, like when we tap into that creative power, we are, we are capable of so much. And it's almost like, you know, I would like put a challenge and a dare out there. Like, what if you just did it for a year? Like, again, like really, I promise you the, the, the job the apartment, like stuff will be there when you come back, but you will grow so much in that year of unleashing your creativity that you will not be the same person at the end of 365 days. Mm. That's inspiring. That's really inspiring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, wow. Um, where do we go? Um, yeah. Creativity is just, um, it's just this incredible thing. It's this very vulnerable thing. There's a lot of vulnerability in creativity. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Brené Brown, but she talks about yeah. um, she talks about this a lot. You know, like being vulnerable. It's like, and again, that all begins with I'm enough. I belong. I'm lovable. I'm choosable as I am. Not what for not for what I do or what I make or my relationships. And if we begin there, and we can be, we can be vulnerable. Uh, then the, then that fear kind of dies a little bit and you can just say, right, I'm going to go and make this stuff, whatever the result is, I'm just going to make it, I'm just going to go and do it, I'm going to go and create this life that I want for myself, you know, that I'm meant to live, of meaning and purpose. I'm going to go create this work that I'm meant to create and I'm going to actually have joy in doing it because I'm, because I'm, not, because I'm not worried about the outcome. You know, when you're not worried about the outcome... When you're when you know, when you don't have a kind of emotional connection to something, when it's not your thing, in a sense, you can just be free to enjoy it. Like doing this podcast, like this podcasting, or whatever, was never my thing, right? Writing was my thing, in inverted commas, you know. So I've always had a bit of more of emotional attachment to writing because, and even if I've, and even when I even when I've kind of said, oh, it doesn't matter what the result is, there's always been a little bit of me that's hurt that when. Bits of writing haven't done well, you know. 
And it's not because, um, well, more recently, it's not been because uh, that's my security. It's just because that's always been like my thing. So that's what I was meant. To, that's what I was meant to do. That's what I've always been good at. So if I fail at that, then I'm then what am I going to do? You know, um, and that can take away the bit of the joy um, I found. So, but with podcasting and coaching as well, because I coach writers, I've kind of just had this real joy doing this stuff because I'm not attached to the outcome emotionally at all. I can just do this and have fun and learn and just and whatever and not worry about so much about the results because it's just something that I'm doing because I love to do it and because it's just joy to do it and it is risky because you don't know what's gonna nobody might nobody could listen to it you know nobody care you know but actually I don't care anymore I'm just doing this because I have because it just brings me joy to do it and I love to do it and um I think we need to have that actually to all our creativity Everything we do, even a thing that's maybe our thing, like if your medium is like books or your medium Periscope or your mediums, whatever, like your preferred medium, don't get emotionally attached to it. Just do it and have joy doing it and take risks doing it and make it an adventure because then you'll just have joy whatever the outcome is. And it's the same, obviously, it's the same with life as well, isn't it? So... Yeah, and I actually just posted a video about this on my Facebook page because what you the the point that you make about like literally just enjoying it's that whole thing of enjoying the process, right? Mm, yeah, it's not just about having the book in your hands because if you if you go just for that, you're gonna like like wear yourself out. It's really about enjoying the processes. The video I posted on my Facebook page is called um, "Celebrities." speak out on on fame and, and success i think um and it's it's all these celebrities like lady gaga the beatles tom shediak um like all of these cameron diaz these big art um famous hollywood actresses and yeah. people who traditionally would have it made in terms of money and success right and they talk openly about the fact that like you know, they got there. Yeah, I've got the better car. I've got the better apartment now. Like, I'm wearing the right shoes, and the, and I'm at the right parties. And it's so freaking empty, <laughs> right? And it's like that stuff doesn't fill your soul. And to be honest, I watched that video on repeat. Like, I probably watched it 20 times, like, on repeat about three days ago. Mm. I, I think it's so important to remember that. Like, even if you think that you need the house because you need a better house, look at look at the people who have the better house and see if they're really happy, right? Like, stop watching MTV Cribs and really get to the heart of, like, what is your life about? Is it getting a better house? Like, why do you want the better house? Yeah. Because, you know, hear the stories from people who have the better house and they say, like, even they say that it doesn't fill you up. It doesn't make you happy. And I think, like, we really have to individually take that time to to understand that. Because right now I'm just talking about it. But you've actually got to let that, like, sit in your heart and realize, like, what actually makes you happy? You know, mm. is it travel? Is it just, like, being with your being with your partner? Is it just playing with dogs? Like, because at the end of the day, if your ego and your sense of joy is... is um, is tied to tied to your ego, tied to like how important you think you are in the world or, you know, or external stuff. You're never going to find happiness. And ultimately 
ev- like what everyone is just looking for is happiness. And the sooner that you can realize, because this is like big wisdom in small package, but really important. The sooner that you can realize that happiness is a state within and that all you're ever really looking for is happiness. And the more happy you are, actually the faster success comes to you. Um, the yeah. faster you're really going to have real success in the world because yeah. like traditional success on the outside does not equal happiness. What you really want is happiness and yeah. and do whatever it is that makes you happy because honestly, like this is what life is about. Chasing the stuff hasn't made the celebrities any more happier. In fact, it's like destroyed some of them. Yeah. So, you know, really take a deep dive into, into thinking about this and, and then you'll, you'll have a way more fruitful, productive, creative, happy life where you're creating epic stuff in the world. And it's like what you said, like, you know, maybe this podcast will become something really, really epic, or maybe it'll morph. A lot of my projects morph. I morph all the time and evolve. But the thing is, you've met incredible people in the journey. And like, you've become the kind of person that you wanted to be in the journey. And what I've seen happen is I be, as I become more of an advocate for the things that I love and I just stand up for it, you know, travel, minimalism, meditation, live streaming, and I just do it. It's like, guess what? If someone said that, yeah, you're going to make a career out of live streaming, meditation, travel, and talking about your story, I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, right. But the thing is, that's what, that's what's happening to me right now, because I just was like, I was just following the curiosity, following that impulse to happiness and to peace. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and when you talk about the fulfillment, um, I saw Matt Damon on a talk show in the UK last year. And he was talking about um, when he got the Oscar. Because he, Os- he got an Oscar for um, Best Screenplay for Good Will Hunting. And um, um, I actually did a podcast episode on this as well. But um, he actually said, you know, what I learned from that was like... like he, he had this experience that night after he'd won the Oscar. He went home and, like, he, he woke up and he went and just sat and looked at this thing. And it was like, you know... Is this all it feels like? You know, this is an Oscar, you know, like, so this is like the summit of all kind of film achievement. And it's like, they said, if you wrap yourself around stuff like this, then you're not going to have any joy in life whatsoever. If you wrap yourself around like an Oscar, like getting an Oscar, like if that's your goal, then you're not going to have any joy. You're not going to have like, you're going to, you're going to wake up and you, you might have the Oscar and you realize, oh, I'm still, I still feel empty, you know. Um, because it doesn't satisfy, you know, it doesn't fill that hole, you know, the results, they don't fill that hole, because it's never enough, you know, it's never enough, you make money, you want more money, you you sell a load of books, you want to sell more books, you know, how can I beat that, how can I beat that, you know, and it's just never satisfying, you have to have that contentment in yourself, security, again, in who you are, like, Whatever the result of this, I know that I'm I'm enough anyway. My value isn't tied to that at all, you know. And that's and then you can find out find joy in the work. Like what you I mean? You're talking about happiness, you know. It's like and success, you know. Success for me is when you make the work that you're meant to do. When you create the stuff you're meant to create, and you put it out there. Then that moment you're a success. Even if no one ever sees it or reads it or buys it, or no one knows who you are 
because you made it and it's out there, that's it. It's a success. You're a success right then, in that moment. That's what success is. It's not how many people did I impact? How many people did bought my book? How many people bought my course? How many people came to my conference? It's I did this. It was the right thing to do. I put it out there into the world. I invite people into it. That's it. And the outcome is not in our hands to a certain extent. We can promote it and market it and all that kind of thing. And that's a good thing to do if you want to do that. But the result is out of your, ultimately is out of your hands. You don't get to decide the outcome. We can't control the outcome. And if we put our value and security in the outcome, then we're gonna, it's, just gonna not, it's not going to be healthy for us. That's not the point in the first place. You, know, you create because you have something in you you want to create and out of joy. Um, I know you agree. I'm sure you agree with me on that. I can see you nodding. Yeah. Your head. You can't see. You guys can't see it, but I'm like nodding like crazy behind uh, on our video because it's that's it. And I like to think. I mean, the old the, the artists back then who used to talk about like creative muses and like fashion designers who have muses. You know, they, they're actually kind of spot on when you think of like your creativity as a muse. I actually. The way I create my projects right now is a, is a way that is very freeing and is very similar to what you just mentioned. When I get an inspired idea, like the one for Global Meditation Scope, for example, I don't ask, like, what's the best way to market this in the world? First of all, I ask, first of all, the question that led to the idea was, how can I help serve and inspire more people? And then let's say I've got a really big idea and I'm like, yes, this is amazing. You have to put it out into the world. What do I do? Um... I don't freak out about it. I stop and I go back within and I ask, okay, what does this idea want to grow into? Like, I assume that the idea and the projects that I work on have lives of their own, lives of their own. And, and that my job in the world is just to like channel it into the world. And that detachment, I think, like you said, the detachment from the end result, that, de that like, again, people can call me the founder. They can call me whatever they want about the project, but in my heart, I know that it's like, I am literally just channeling this life force, this project, this entity, this creative baby into the world. And so I, it attaches and detaches me from the results. And then usually they end up being better, more magical and more fun. But then it's like, when something happens to the project, I don't get so upset because I'm like, ah. it's not like, no, this is all falling mm. apart. Again. If it's falling yeah. apart, it's falling apart for a reason. Yeah. And then it's almost like I talk to the project. I talk to the project. I talk to the idea and I'm like, what do you need? What do you need to grow? What do you need to become your greatest best self? You know, what do you need to impact millions if that's what you're meant to do? And then, Again, I, I'll get the ideas for like, okay, this is, this is what I want. This is what I want to become. Cause we all have these ideas, you know, when you're working on something and you're like, yeah. um, no, it doesn't feel like it wants to be that it wants to be something else instead. This is what I mean. It's like, and actually all you've got to do, if you think of your life and everything that you work on is like, okay, I'm channeling this idea and this project into this world. Um, then, then like, it's easy. It's easy. You get to enjoy the journey. You get to enjoy the journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, yeah. So everyone, I just, I want to challenge everyone. I think we, should, what is um, arousing your curiosity right now? What is, what ideas are in your head? What, what do you think? What if somebody did that? What if 
I did that. What would it, what would that look like? What or why don't why why doesn't somebody do this? Maybe that somebody is you. You know, you need to. I want to challenge all of us, everyone listening, to just try and even if it's just a really small thing. Like I don't know what it would be, whether it's a blog post or a Periscope or a, um, or even if it's a book or if it's like some some kind of Kickstarter project or whatever. Just follow your curiosity. Do something today, like, and see where it goes. And if something comes of it, let, let us know. Let me know. And, yeah, because um, yeah, I think that's that's what we've been talking about, isn't it, really? You know, that we need to, people need to have the courage to follow their curiosity and to take that risk. And then you can have, you might potentially have an impact on the world. You know, whatever field of life you're in, whatever profession you are, whatever your skill set, you can use your imagination, you can use your creativity. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Anita. That's, this has been amazing. And I'm sure we've got loads, loads more we can talk about. And, um, I'm sure we're going to collaborate a bit more and do more stuff, but um, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, we'll definitely have you back at some point as well. So uh, Awesome. Yeah. I love doing follow-up podcasts because it's super fun when you can reconnect again after a couple of months and, and just see how both of us have grown. And I will probably be in London in not too long and, It'll be amazing to like have coffee with you. Thanks so much for having me, James, and for reaching out and for doing this work because we are really all needed. It's like, you know, I cannot do everything. You cannot do everything. We are all different pieces of this big diamond of life. And the more that we, we just like, we shine, we rock our gifts. We do the things that light us up. Then we get to find our people and find amazing people and collaborate. So it's a blessing and it's a gift to be here. Thanks, James. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to keep talking, but um, take care, everyone, and go out and create. Follow your curiosity, (laughs) and we will talk soon.